Hello, welcome back to Goat Homeschooling with Erin and Amanda. Today we are going to talk about kind of a hodgepodge of things, but primarily uh, planning for the next school year. So I know a lot of us are in spring fever mode. You know, we're excited about the nicer weather coming and want to get outside more and maybe ditch some of the books that we've been reading and just really enjoy our time with our family, um, but also feeling that need to plan for the next season of our homeschool. Welcome to Goat Homeschooling with Erin and Amanda. I'm Erin. And I'm Amanda. This is the podcast to encourage moms that have been at this homeschooling gig longer than five years and plan on sticking with it through the high school years. The long haulers, as we like to say. We want to help you have the greatest of all time homeschool that meets the needs of your family by encouraging you with real conversations on the issues that pop up as you've been in this homeschool lifestyle for years. So it'll be fun to try and see if there's people out there that need the encouragement and if there's anything that we can do to help others as they get started on their journey. That'd be awesome. That's what we're here for. So Amanda, how is your spring going so far? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, and just to add to what you said, buying all the things. So someone posts a link that says, oh, this, look at this new book then we have to go buy it. Right. So Mm -hmm. you end up with a stack, I don't know, 30 or 40 books deep. And then you end up having to pick five or six that you're actually going to use. Yes. That's kind of the mode I'm in. My spring is going well. I was just looking this morning at due dates for my goats and Ah. miniature goats, which are Nigerians, I guess they're considered miniature. They are not pregnant as long as bigger goats. And so sometimes the calculators can be a little hinky, a little off. And so I just realized that one of my goats is actually due next week. Wow. Which is exciting. Kind of crazy. Yeah. So, and I'm just been checking udders and stuff. And there's one of them that's Sonnen and Nigerian mix. Sonnen's give a lot more milk than Nigerians do. And she's due later than the one that's due next week Uh but her udders are like massive like she's ready to milk some babies so I was it made me curious about it I went and started doing calculations and had to adjust a couple of things but you know it'll be interesting to see what happens because I have plans next week so I don't know (laughs) yeah Um, I have a friend that's going to be in town and from out of town and we have plans to go do the, you know, paint the town red together on the same, on the due date. And so I was texting her saying, Oh, look at that. She's due black beauty's due on this day. And (laughs) he's like, well, let her know anytime after 10 would be fine. It's like, yeah, (laughs) we'll get right on that. Right. So spring here is, you know, spring on the farm. Of course, we've got all those chickens, baby chickens that are outside now. They're getting bigger by the minute. Looking forward to having them integrated with the big birds um, because they are separated right now. And then having goat mamas, having babies, and then having milk. I did buy some cheese cultures and some yogurt cultures. So we'll just be experimenting with all of that. And of course, that'll be a family adventure. And planting all the seeds and the plants and all of that kind of stuff. So that's of course, secondary to the homeschool, but it's all integrated. It's all part of it. Right. Right. 
Yeah, we have a lot less animal <laughs> interaction at our house, having zero to your hundred plus animals. <laughs> you need some bunnies in your life. I know that. I've been shopping for bunnies for you. You keep saying this, but you know, some days it's a struggle to get all the kids fed, let alone all the animals. So you have much more faith in my abilities than I do. <laughs> So my spring has involved, uh, you know, spring allergies. So Mm -hmm. you might hear that in my voice as you're listening. And then last weekend, I went to the great homeschool convention in St. Louis and uh, got to check out the vendor hall and, you know, came home with, you know, that stack of 30, 40 books that Amanda was talking about on planning and (laughs) doing all the fun things for the next school year. I've got some, you know, a box coming later with some cool morning time books for us. So I'm excited about that. That's where I'm at in planning mode. But, you know, as far as like next year with co-ops and things, how are you, are you pretty set on what your schedule will be or how do you go about planning that each year? Um, I try to get a feel for what everyone else is doing. And then I plan accordingly. It's so weird because <laughs> I, you know, I, I talked to my son. I only have the one left to homeschool him and, you know, kind of talk to him about what he wants to do. Um, who he wants to do co-op with, what he wants to experience, get an idea from him as to what his passions continue to be, or if they've changed or, you know, what he likes doing week to week, and then kind of, you know, investigate a little bit, you know, what are, what's everyone doing when there's places that have classes, when their schedules come out, you know, looking over those schedules and kind of figuring out, you know, it would that work? Um, would it be too much for what the other stuff that we're doing? And I have this internal debate, you know, that's a constant thing. And then I end up biting off more than I can chew, then end up getting humbled in some way, shape or form, and then figuring it out the last minute and then we're fine. But yeah, right now I'm at the, <laughs> the incline and then we'll get to the peak where everything's like, you know, comes to a head and then I'll fall down the other side of the hill and we'll be fine. Yeah. What about you? Well, you know, I usually by now before COVID, I would have already had an established, like these are the the co-ops or this is the curriculum that I'm using because I would, I like to buy it now because I do go to the conventions and usually get a good deal on some of the stuff that I'm wanting or free shipping or whatever. So it is more cost effective to buy early with curriculum, but this year, you know, this coming school year is going to be a lot of milestones for my family. I'll be graduating my first. Uh, so I'll have a senior and I'll have a kindergartner. So I'm starting all over. So it's kind of overwhelming to me because as I see, I'm going to start my gardener off. I am so doing things differently with her than I started my homeschool journey 10 years ago. So it's kind of overwhelming the possibility that I feel, um, because it's just, it's exciting to get that chance to start over again. Um, I really miss the little time, you know, where they're sitting on the couch and doing their reading next to you or whatever, teaching them to read. I I do enjoy doing those things. So I'm looking forward to that for her. So I'm just trying to figure out, I guess the conundrum I'm in is how do I do early school well with her and then also engage with my teenagers and split that time. So I'm trying to look at our schedule because I feel like I'm filling it up. You know, I kind of do the same thing as you. I have all these wonderful ideas and intentions for the year. And then when it comes to the day-to-day, like, all right, it's August and we're starting and our co-ops are starting back up and our classes and our 
Bible studies or whatever that's been on summer break, then it's like, oh, wait, wait, this all sounded good on paper, but now that we're doing it, it's not so good for my mental health because I'm just pulled in all these directions. So that's where I'm at. Well, if I could give one suggestion to you, it would be to have morning time, be focused on your youngest and have everyone else in the room. Because even though these older kids are like, I'm older and I can do all these other things and I'm going to do my school on my own, I would bet any money I have in my purse that um, they would gravitate toward listening to whatever story time or morning time activities you do with your youngest. And they would want to actively participate in that and relive some of those moments. And uh, because they still enjoy it, you know, there are so many times that I'm doing stuff with younger children and my older children come in the room and are like, Ooh, I remember this. And then they share their experiences and they want to participate and they want want to be part of it. And so I would do, I would do that if I were you. And I think that next year is going to be so much fun. Well, that is awesome. And that's, that's kind of where my thinking was going. I got this great planner. I'm all about planners. Like I know our podcast is not a curriculum focus, but we can talk about planners, right? Everybody sure, needs of a course. planner. Yeah. <laughs> I don't ever want to come across like I have the best curriculum. Everyone should use this, you know, whatever <laughs> works for me this year probably won't work next year because kids change, I change, whatever. But I found this great planner at the convention you know Jeannie Fulbright who does Apologia she wrote the Apologia series okay yeah Uh uh-huh well she has this great planner out and it is a Charlotte Mason inspired heirloom planner and what I really love about it is that each week is not broken up into it's not like a scheduler you know like 9 a.m 9 30 you know on and on it's more like early morning mid-morning so oh yeah you know it's just it's beautiful. I'll have to post a picture on our, our site or something, but yeah, anyways, should. it just looks fantastic. And at this time she's not seven, so I don't need to right. hours for her, but I do need to come up with a plan because what I find is when I don't plan for my little one, then all chaos ensues because she's bored or she's like, you know, I wanted to do school first and you're sitting to read with them. And you know, so I feel like if I have a plan and then I can incorporate the bigger kids to be like, Hey, why don't you go get that book and read aloud to her, you know, and sit and do some things like after your school, or if I need to work one-on-one with one of the older ones, then it will kind of give her some tailored structured time with one of the other kids. And like you said, um, we are planning on using similar books or the same books that we used when my older kids were little. So I think they'll enjoy that. Yeah, not absolutely. like every day, but you know, just yeah. for like ten or fifteen minutes, just to kind of mm-hmm. give me a breather and let them do uh, a a little brain break as well. You know, and there's a couple uh, of your older kids that really enjoy one-on-one time with your youngest, and yeah, so they will, you know, ha- having that special time carved out, and they feel like they're getting a brain break from their day. But at the same time, they're giving you a brain break and they're helping your youngest. Like it's just a win-win all the way around. So that'll be fun yeah. to, to experience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just so have the one. Yeah. I just have the one. And so it's weird, you know, like this year is our is. first year. Yeah. It's totally weird. It'll be weird for you too. Whenever the <laughs> older three are done and like your youngest is like, now what are we going to do? You know? And, right. Uh, yeah. It's, it's weird for sure. And, you know, at this age, you know, cause he's 13, he's playing Minecraft and he's, 
playing Fortnite and he's, you know, he wants to do that kind of stuff that I have absolutely zero interest in. So, (laughs) and he's talking to me about battle scenes and types of guns and, you know, all of this stuff. And I know you get it because you have one of those too, but it's uh, we have to find something that we can have in common and that ain't it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you'll go back to Mario Kart or whatever. Yeah. And we can do Mario Kart sometimes. Yeah. Um, Mario Kart is one of the few video games I will actually play because it's something, you know, like a ray, it's a racing game and it's, that's fun. And I don't do Fortnite and I don't want to know about guns. I don't care. You know, like it's not something. Yeah. But he's just figured out the chat feature on Gmail. And so he's, sends he spends his days between assignments sending me gifs you know so i'll get up to go get another cup of coffee or to go to the restroom or something and i hear this blinging on my phone and he's sending me cute gifs of you know animals laughing or something you know silly that's awesome it is amazing how technology as frustrating as some aspects are it can really lend itself to relationship building for sure through yeah yeah funny memes and, and learning like how that. to spell you know like him sending me little messages yeah. when I'm at the grocery store or something he'll hey I need this or where is this yeah so that's good for him yeah um one of the things that I know for sure we're doing is the enrichment program that we've done for several years on Tuesdays we just really love that uh what so as far as planners Let's talk about that. Do you use a specific planner or do you just kind of write it a Google calendar and print it off or oh, how do you no. plan? Um, I just have a regular paper planner that's a week to week. I will write it in every week. And it, we started out the school year having him write it in, but his writing isn't as fast as mine and it can be frustrating for him. So mm-hmm. I ended up taking that back over and then he's practicing writing, doing other things like, you know, spelling curriculum and typing and things like that. But the actual writing, his list ended up being overwhelming for him. So, so I write it out every Monday and then he follows it. I need to get, I do need to get a new planner for next year, but it, you know, so far it works. So hopefully next year he can start writing his own you know, tasks of what he's done and how much time he's spent on each thing and kind of take some of that accountability for himself. You know, at at this age, I think it's important for them to recognize what they're doing, how long they're doing it, um, and kind of take some responsibility with it. So I push as much of that off onto him as I can. (laughs) Yeah. I still like to write it out myself just mm-hmm. to kind of give them an idea of what's expected right during yeah. the week yeah another so I love paper planners I'm a paper girl and I also ordered from the well-ordered homeschool their planner my friend uh, Caroline and her husband have created that and it's amazing and it will be here this week hopefully but that's the planner I use or I'm going to use for the older kids this year just to kind of keep track of everything that we're doing with them. And so it's called the well-ordered homeschool. Yeah. Where did you buy that? Did you buy that from the convention? I did. I bought it at the convention, but they're just doing pre-orders right now because it's brand new um, this year. They've revamped it from last year. So yeah, you can order it on their website too. I thought it was very well put together and simple. I like just, you know, big enough boxes to be able to write things out the way that they need to be. And um, the design is really pretty. I'm like, a marketer's stream, you know, if it's a pretty product, I probably want it. Right. And 
<laughs> Good colors, um, lots of flowers. <laughs> yeah, the floral decor is beautiful. And it, I mean, I, I, I don't know if you're the same, but if it looks nice, then I'm probably more likely to use it. But if it's really boring and it doesn't like give me pleasure to look at it, I'm just kind of like, yeah, this is kind of boring. Yeah, I, I look for functionality. I don't care what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, we're different in that way. We're that different aspect. in that way, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because the planner that we currently use, I can show you. It's literally gray. It's just a plain, <laughs> it's gray notebook. spiral. It just says planner on it, notebook. It's got, you know, the month calendar. It's got tabs for each month. It's very uh -huh. basic. Yeah, but it works. So yeah. we go with it. Well, and the best planner is the one that you actually use, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I like them pretty, but I'm not going to pay extra money for a pretty one, you know? <laughs> Yeah. See, that's I, why you need to go to the conferences because there's right. discounts, right? <laughs> right? Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then you wind up with a bag full of other stuff that you don't need. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not saving you any money. And how much gas that's did you pay for to get there? And yeah. Details, details, Amanda. <laughs> Too much I call logic. it professional development. Yeah. <laughs> that's I always tell my husband, uh, conferences and women's events with homeschool moms, this is professional development for my career choice, which is not paid very well. <laughs> so it's a, perk, it's a perk of the job, right? right to go to conferences right. and schmooze and network, right? That's what it's called, networking That's with so other funny. moms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there are some people that I know that are like, you know, what planning we're planning now in spring no we don't plan until yeah. like august and i'm like oh no <laughs> no no yeah, no no, no. i can't yeah we both want to have a, a decent plan months in advance absolutely RSVP. yeah and um, then it's not so stressful like i have everything in place yeah. i have a special place for all those things so hopefully i won't lose them and we can you know look through those things and they can be more familiar with those things and then when we start with those things, it's not a big deal. It's not like we're springing it on them. Right. Well, okay. So now in Missouri, our school year is from July 1st to June 30th. So in that school year of 365 days, when do you typically start your book work back up? If you, if you do take a break. September. First week of September. September. Okay. Yeah. 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 So we do enjoy a summer. We like to have a long summer and with the garden and, you know, there's a lot of organic learning happening in the summertime and my son that lives out of town is going to come visit this summer and so we have and we'll have goat babies and we'll have the, a huge garden and we'll have the pool and there's lots of things to do yeah. otherwise yeah and my birthday's in august so we just take august off and start back up in mm -hmm. september and hit it we hit it hard though you know so we're and we're pretty consistent from september to may yeah. So, you know, the, yeah. the typical school year, what you'd consider the school year uh -huh. is what we generally yeah. abide by. Yeah. I know you do things a little bit differently and you'll kind of change things up a little bit. I do. Some years I have taken like a six week on one week off kind of rotation just to kind of give us breaks. Um, I find what helps me push through whenever I'm feeling very burnout or the kids are burnout is to take like a mini vacation, like day trip or something, nothing mm -hmm. like huge and extravagant, but just take a trip to the zoo or take a trip out like as something to look forward or go to Branson or something. That's kind of a bigger like quarterly thing. But yeah, I, I try to take more breaks because otherwise when I slog through and then we also do start opening the books a little bit sooner. I, I like to start in August because we have so many September birthdays that I feel like our week 
weekends are really busy and we just, you know, I don't make my kids do school on their actual birthday mm-hmm. or if it's a weekend, you know, we'll take Friday off or whatever, but I just, that's a perk of our homeschool is birthdays are free days. And so with so many birthdays in September, I just say, you know what, we're going to start early and spread it out because I do like to take basically all of December off, like from Thanksgiving. I mean, I'll do some things, but it gets a lot lighter during the right. holiday yeah. season. Just yeah. And our birthdays that. here are summertime and winter. So we're already off, you uh-huh. know, cause my 13 year old, his, his birthday is July, in the middle of July. So we're not going to be doing school then anyway. And my other one, when he was doing school was right at Christmas break. So you know, it ends up that's that perfect. our birthdays just don't affect it really. So yeah, it's yeah, interesting. For us, it's like at the beginning of the school year, you know, when everything's trying to get back up and started and co-ops are starting back up and it's like uh, September for us, is just crazy. And then we get into April and that's another heavy birthday month, mm-hmm. April and early May. So it feels like by this time of the year, it just starts getting really hectic with the schedule. So I try to go heavy, like early and then towards the winter and then yeah take it yeah and that makes breathe. sense that makes sense too yeah I think I would yeah. um I would be the most hated person in the house if I tried to hit it any heavier than I already do so just keeping yeah. it you know like <laughs> low and slow you know, and just keep plugging away every day and you know having that consistency is what's good for my kids I know that's not the way it is for everyone but um having mm-hmm. the predictability of each day and the weekly predictabilities and even the weekend predictability, you know, just having that schedule is really Mm -hmm. helpful for them. We've got some kids with executive functioning issues and, you know, they they would get lost very easily. So (laughs) having, you know, having that consistency and stuff is just, is just super important for them to really grow in that way. And so it helps for them to do that, but I would love to do the yeah. the same schedule that you have, but it just wouldn't work for them. And probably me either. You know, I'm good with scheduling and predictable to a fault. I will throw this in there. When I say we take a break, I do try to do at least for one math, like basically every chance we get every day, like mm-hmm. once a day and then another subject. So when we're quote on a break, We may go to the pool over the summer or do some fun outing, but the mornings we do still do some sort of book work of some sorts or read aloud time or something. It just Mm -hmm. is lighter. I don't ever really take a full, full, like we're done, except during when my mom was in the hospital, we lost her. Then we definitely, everything came to a halt, Right, but that's not typically. But they were still learning. They might not have been book work, but they were sort of definitely learning. Yeah. Yeah. Very good point. Yeah. So there's so many ways to do this. And I, that's why I love talking with you and other homeschool moms that we know, because there is no right way to do it. There's just mm-hmm. the way that works for your family and that's the right way for you. And I just always like to encourage moms who've been doing this a while, like don't listen to what we're saying and say, well, oh, I wish my homeschool looked like that. Or, you know, if that just doesn't serve you well in the long run, because if I started modeling my schedule after your family, I wouldn't be happy. My kids wouldn't be happy we might be able to hang out a little bit more because we'd have the same schedule. <laughs> right. There's a bonus. Right. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like so many times it's easy to look at what someone else is doing and think, oh, I should be doing that too. Mm-hmm. And really, I've never tried something that I thought I should be doing and it turned out well. And then I get frustrated and go through that grieving process of like, oh, why did I even waste my time? And what am I doing? And, you know, even 10 years in, it kind of sometimes there's a temptation to see what other people are doing or hear what they're doing and think, oh, 
well, maybe I should have done that, mm-hmm. but ignore that little thought. And well, and it's okay <laughs> to, to look at those other things and see what other people are doing, but don't let that comparison be the thief of your joy either, you know? And right. Don't say, well, that's what I should have been doing. There's those should haves again, you know? Yeah. Um, just because someone does something differently doesn't mean it's better for your, particularly for your family. Yeah. yeah. We still have to be confident in our choices. I don't know what else to say to that. I mean, I think it's just nice to kind of touch base. And I know as, as far as myself, I like to hear what other people are doing and just Mm. kind of have that back and forth and just start thinking, maybe you haven't thought about planning yet. And now you're like, Oh, maybe I'll keep doing it the way that I do it and start planning in September. And that's totally fine. (laughs) (laughs) As long as you're not in our (laughs) co-ops. Oh goodness. (laughs) because if you're in our co-ops we need to have a plan in like march or april right i know well and amanda poor amanda she deals with me and my shenanigans we're in co-op and she's like have you signed on to google classroom yet and i'm like i don't even know and like can you just text me that well the the gals that are in the co-op now they're i'm like i pull out a calendar you know and okay here's Uh the fridays we're meeting next year and they're like we have to talk about next year now like it's not it's not they all looked at me you know half jokingly and they're like but it's not August yet Amanda that is so funny oh my gosh no I need to know what we're doing now okay so we don't have to like go through every Friday but I just thought you know this would be good to like maybe just planting the seed let's just let's just think about it and I left it at that because before I embarrassed myself but yeah (laughs) (laughs) talking to you Becky no just kidding (laughs) Shout out to Becky. Oh, I love Becky. That's so funny. Well, yeah, if you have ideas, if you're listening and you have a way that you've done it that works and you love your way, share it. Because I mean, sharing ideas and looking at what other people are doing isn't a bad thing. But I think just having inside, like and knowing your family is so important. And I do, I glean ideas from you, Amanda, and so many of our friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can't, I can honestly say that I mean, my homeschool looks like it looks like for my family, but it has influence from all of our Mm -hmm. friends. And, you know, there are times when you're homeschooling and you do a co-op and you do have to compromise on some things that are important to you to be a part of that group. And um, it's so worth it when you, it's a growing Mm -hmm. opportunity and I love it. So if you have learned something, give us a like or a follow. You can find us at Go homeschooling with Erin and Amanda on Facebook and on Instagram. And you can email us at goathomeschoolingpodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Bye. Thanks for listening today. We hope you'll subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to suggest topics for us to discuss, or if you have any questions, find us at Goat Homeschooling on Facebook, on Instagram at Goat Homeschool. And email us at goathomeschoolingpodcast at gmail.com. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.